The other side of the news is a current and dynamic companion to augment the discussions from the other side of midnight. We investigate, explore, and extrapolate facts to gain better understanding of current affairs and events, and thus... To bring comfort and calm to our wide international audience. It's a spontaneous commentary. Based on well-verified references vetted through vigilance and discernment. Our desire is to awaken your imagination with questions. Questions that have not been asked, yet need answering. The other side of the news is a place where you can come and be with us in community. Learning new things, asking questions, getting compelling answers, and interesting viewpoints. It's about curiosity. We present thought-provoking questions to incite your mind, propelling you to see the world in another way. Propelling you to see the world in another way. With clear insights and fresh perspectives on global events. Tune in for a balanced view of the other side of the news. Welcome. My name is Timothy Saunders. I'm one of your trio of co-hosts on this 89th edition of The Other Side of the News. I'm speaking to you this early morning from the Aegean coastline in southwest Turkey. I will soon be joined by Kintia from her infamous wheelhouse within Bungie Corps' reach of the Golden Gate, and Annette Driscoll, who is also currently in the Golden State. This show is entitled Declaration to Freedom. Here are a few highlights from the week that caught my eye. In an attempt to normalize myocarditis, a new study shows how heart attacks occur frequently with 30-year-olds when having sex. That's new. Israel has given up the VAX passport, as they cannot explain why one of the most VAX nations in the world also has one of the highest levels of COVID sufferers. Winter Olympics in China, well, that's turning out to be a non-event with fake snow. I wonder if this is an attempt to hide VAX victims, as there were several spotted in the recent Australian tennis competition, and previously hundreds of other sportsmen and women around the world. And comedians, a certain female comedian was just bragging about how many vaccines she had accepted and how Jesus loves her so much more than anyone else, and then promptly keeled over, falling straight on the back of her skull. I don't know the result of how she is, but it, it, it didn't look good. The UK's Metropolitan Police says goodbye to Cressida Dix. She apparently resigned. This had nothing to do with her lack of success rates in reducing crime, nothing to do with her name, but apparently with everything to do with her lack of being woke. I'm sure the truth will come out surely, probably just after the results from prime puppet Boris Johnson's party gates are shared. Or maybe there is a direct connection with the multiple police cases now in progress against various key figures. Following the sad passing of Professor Luc Montagnier, the discoverer of HIV this week, it seems there are multiple bursts of new information regarding HIV, including people finding traces of HIV following their third jab. Apparently this is called vaccine-acquired immune system syndrome. In Ottawa, the government have apparently booked out all of the hotel rooms in an attempt to limit the amount of accommodation available for the truckers. I've also heard the local tow companies have refused to start clearing the blockade 
the most common excuse being they are self-isolating due to COVID. There's some irony in there. Further, there has been a report the government are stepping up their attempts to clear the streets by this Friday. But news also says up to 50% of Ottawan police have resigned. So time will tell how this latest chapter pans out. Justin Trudeau's half-brother, Kyle Kemper, another son by a different father from Justin's mother, has some very interesting things to say about his thoughts on his government. He may even make a great figurehead for the so-called freedom convoy in the future. And while Canada's truckers remain defiant, Dr. Wen is now making foundations for her public U-turn on COVID. Apparently, she says, masks should be a matter of choice. Interesting turn of effects. I very much look forward to hearing our guest's perspective regarding this essential awakening process, all with a view to illuminate the best path to lead us to a positive outcome. You may find us at www.theothersideofthenews.com, where you will see quick links to our independent Rumble and Telegram platforms, details for each show, which include links to our bios, show items, references, and selective research. As usual, there's a huge collection of information to read, watch, and listen to, most of which has been handpicked from independent sources. I urge you to study them and even download your own copies sooner than later, as the censorship robots work around the clock to rewrite our history in real time. During the last week, we have been gridlocked by another convoy of remarkable events and headlines, reports and news to discuss, validate, and present each topic in correct context could all too easily fill up an entire show by itself. As the other side of the news is not, per se, a typical news show, and in order to make the best use of our available airtime, we should plot a direct course to greet the rest of our team and to introduce our return guest, Maz Palvi. Good evening, Kintia. Good evening, Anessa. Have either of you been honking at anyone this week? Well, Timothy, yes, I have been honking my horns, both virtually and actually out in reality. It's interesting. There seems to be, even though we don't have the truckers going on here, I actually have come up alongside truckers in driving about and giving them a wave, giving them a smile, thumbs up, and they, they do know what's going on. So I think that there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of that undercurrent going on here, even though it's not been officially activated. And there's a lot of ideas going on around that. I think, you know, this idea of the, the convoy going from L.A. to uh, Washington, D.C. Is, is not a good idea, since Washington, D.C. is literally a ghost town. It's been documented over and over again. There's no one there, no one home. What's the point of, of going there? But there's other ideas. There's ideas about the truckers going to LA and surrounding it as the Super Bowl. I don't know if that's happening, but you know, whatever. Uh, I think a better idea is to force it down to the, this, our southern borders and also the state capitals of these really draconian places. Certainly Sacramento could use a visit from a bunch of truckers. So that's what we got going on here with that. So yeah, I'm honking my horn. I'm, I'm in there with the solidarity on this movement. I definitely am. And I'm so uh, thrilled to see what's going on with the uh, the Canadians and how they're fighting back. I, my favorite video, I think, this week, I have to, to find it again. I put it up on my Patrick Henry channel out on Telegram. It's Patrick Henry 17 for you guys that are interested. But anyway, there's this great video of the Canadians. They've made it illegal to honk your horn, so now they're revving engines in time with banging the jerry cans, the gas cans together, and making music that way. It's fabulous. They're so creative, and they're still going, and, and, you know, we need to all support that. So with that, I know we want to get to our guest, so I'm going to hand it over to Kinthea. 
Thank you. I'm pleased to announce tonight we're honored to welcome back Mass Palsby to update us on the latest news from Denmark. He is the chairman of the political party JFK, which stands for Jordan Freehead Kunskab, which means freedom and knowledge. Mass started off his career in high-level financial fields, working with huge international banks brokering million-dollar deals. In fact, one year bringing in a return of $93 million. When COVID hit, Mass recognized patterns emerging that echoed events of World War II. He joined together with a small but powerful band of freedom fighters to stop all COVID protocols. They were successful in their early demands and have gone forward now to completely stop all further COVID protocols and completely stopped the overreaches of the tyrannical government in Denmark. They are now calling for a truth and reconciliation in upcoming Nuremberg trials. Welcome to the other side of the news, Mass. It's so great to have you back. I'm so glad to be back, Cynthia. It's, it's been a few times over the years now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It certainly has. And for the benefit of our audience, I just want to lay down a little background. Back in August of last year, we brought you on to tell us about how Denmark had abolished all COVID measures. As the chairman of the political party, JFK, Jordan Freehead Kunskab. means earth, freedom, and knowledge. Okay. For the benefit of our audience, I invite you to take us back in time to the beginning of this story, how this all came about. So you mean the, 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 the lockdown or you mean before the lockdown? The first time your party mobilized to protest the COVID measures. Okay. So, so that was actually... In, in we had we had demonstrations scheduled uh, for for March 2020, but um, because they they said two weeks to flatten the curve, I actually uh, cancelled one demonstration there just to figure out what was going on. But it didn't take me longer than a week or two to realize that this was a planned uh, event. So I, I immediately started with with uh, civil disobedience and demonstrations and writing notices of liability to the authorities. And, um, and yes, they, they do, did lift a lot of the restrictions in, all, in August last year, but then they, they put some of them back on again in, um, I think it was November and December, then they lifted it again here and recently uh, a few weeks ago, one or two weeks ago. Amas, I'm curious, what were the clues for you that it was a planned event um, well i mean i think i just look at the data and um, it seemed to be less dangerous or as dangerous as a flu and mm-hmm. imme- immediately the corona came the, the flu disappeared mm-hmm. so you know what is it and then when you look into it then it has never been isolated not a single health authority has actually isolated this corona so it's it's just it's just something that they say that it exists. We have asked for Freedom of Information Act in with our authorities and 
And um, when we keep going back, keep asking and keep asking, we literally have in writing from the Danish health authorities where they write, well, we know the corona exists because we have that in writing from the Chinese Communist Party. <laughs> and we don't find any reason not to trust them. This is it. I mean, from the, we have it from the Chinese health authorities, and we don't have any reason not to trust that information. <laughs> So they have they got an email from the Chinese health authorities. Those who benefit the most, apart from the uh, maybe the the uh, multinational corporation and the their their, their uh, pharmaceutical corporations, then it's, it's it seems to be China who have benefited the most from this event. And those are the people we just trust blindly without any evidence whatsoever. And we closed down our economy. We spent. Um, something like 25, 30% of GDP on tests and vaccines and lockdown and what have you not, on the basis of an, literally an email from the Chinese Communist Party's health authorities. That's it's insane. Only, it, it, and I want to point... Insane. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's only insane. No, I agree. Yeah. yeah, I want to point out to our audience that your background obviously is banking and finances. You're not a medical person. And all these people who are saying... Oh, I didn't know. I wouldn't know how to figure it out. It's common sense. Here you are. You figured it out. <laughs> yes, well, I think a part of that is probably also fear. And mm-hmm. um, what happens physiologically, and I, I mean, I spoke with my wife about it, who's a psych- clinical psychologist, as my father was and two of my children are. And um, so I'm not an expert in that matter. But she basically said that this, when, when, when people... Uh, are filled with fear, they go and ask for mommy or daddy to protect them. And that's what we see. This is so terrifying that if you're a normal human being and you realize, oh my goodness, the government and the richest corporations in the world, they don't want something nice for me. That fills people with fear. And then it's a normal reaction to, to, to ask for mommy or daddy. In this case, that's the government. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think that is there's a bit of that going on that um, they, it is so so frightening they don't want to go there. Wow, I I really love the way you have explained that. I've heard many reasons for the kind of mass hysteria that's going on, but you simplified it. You know, asking for mommy—that's so true. It's such a mm, deep down primal instinct to turn to someone else. For our security. Yes. Hmm. And it's very sad because there's not. A, I don't believe there's any any examples in history where complying with a psychopath helped you. And that's what we are doing now. We're having an abusive relationship with our government, and they are psychopaths when they clearly are injecting poison in little children, and uh, clearly, I have been lying nonstop. First, it was two weeks to flatten the curve. Then it was one vaccine and back to normal. Then it was two. And now it's boost of three, four, and five. Plus, by the way, a corona passport, which, oops, by the way, is not only medical, it's also economical. We just saw what happened with the GoFundMe campaign. So yes. if anybody wants to know how that is going to work for you, if you want to spend money on something the government does not approve, they will simply stop it. This is exactly what they have in, have in store for, for all of us. So, and that is, that is get, becoming more and more clear now. Uh, and that is an abusive relationship. There's only one way to stop it. That is the 
stronger male energy. And both women and men can have male energy, by the way. But in right. this case, it's mainly men who are truckers, I guess. But it's the male energy, the one that says, no, mm-hmm. I will not have this over my dead body. I will not have this. So I'm so curious. How did you mobilize the people in Denmark when they were putting out this fear? I mean, it, it was very difficult. It was very, very difficult. And we were not uh, many people. But I think what, what helped us to achieve at least some of our, our goals was the, the fact that actually most people are good people. And particularly within the system, there are really a lot of very, very good people in the police, mm-hmm. In the in the in the even in the in the uh, among the judges uh, in the courts, but but particularly people working in the public sector within the health authority, they they get a job in the health in the health authority and they, they actually want the Danish citizens to be healthy most of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. So so I think that is what helps us. It's um, a clever woman uh, I work with. Uh, she's um, in charge of, uh, or she started the worldwide demonstrations. Um, and she, I spoke with her in Brussels for the demonstration. I was down there making a speech and um, on the big demonstration down there, the 23rd of January. And, um, and and I said, you know, my job is to to chop off the head of the dragon. That's what I am aiming for. I mean, I like to aim high. And, uh, <laughs> and she said, but it, it's not a dragon. It's a hedra. Uh-huh. And I said, "Oh, yeah, you're right. You are. You actually have got a point there. You know, it has. It, so a hedra is uh, many heads, but it just keeps growing two new heads if you chop one head off." And then she asked me, "So how do you how do you how do you actually uh, kill a hedra?" And I said, "I don't know. You chop off its legs." And I think that was so profound because what we need to do is we need to to make the 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 the, the enemy fight amongst themselves. And mm-hmm. the enemy right now is the government and the, all everybody who's who following orders within that these different departments. We need them to to stop following the orders. And the the thing is now that democracy has totally been been taken taken away. And uh, what we have now, and we have to state that over and over again, we have the the Western governments are following recommendations from privately owned and privately controlled multinational and international organizations that are funded by the richest men in the world, exactly those men who are benefiting from this lockdown and this uh, epidemic economically mm-hmm. and also politically. So, so, and that is the definition of a trader. If you are, if you are following orders or recommendations, they call it from, from abroad, that's a, tra- that, that's, then you are, then you are, then that person is, a, then you are a trader. So how did this land with the medical community? You mentioned that, you know, many of them really do want the health of the people. And now they have put in this position where they're following orders. What was their reaction? Were they having wake up reaction and then what? So I think there's two, two, two layers here. I mean, the easiest layer are the people who have less academic background. So the people who are not MDs, not doctors. So people who are working, um, possibly nurses, but, but more more the public administrator, administrators within the, the health authority, they are, uh, they are easier to, to um, explain that this is 
a crime against humanity. And they, then they start fighting each other because we send them, whenever we send a notice of, of liability, and we've sent a few to, the, to our head of our CDC, Søren Brostrøm, uh, then we always copy every single employee in that uh, organization. So obviously they would read all the evidence we we come with forward with, and they they seem to be I think they they seem to understand it because we can see that they are there are a lot of loopholes in the legislation that that makes it possible for all of us who do not want to comply to actually actually live a quite normal life almost almost normal. Um, so but but the, but the, the other layer that is the the academics the, the the doctors the MDs the people who have been going to school for whatever twenty years or something like that they are almost almost uh, order followers all of them there are so few obviously it's mm. also quite frightening for them that they can lose their job but it's scary a lot of them actually really seem to believe this and I cannot understand how you can be a professional health person and not look through this uh, scam in two minutes. I just don't get it. No, nor do I, especially if you're highly educated, you'd think you'd be able to, you know, have discernment, critical thinking. And it seems like they're struck to the core with fear that, oh, I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose my license. I'm going to lose this. Oh, you know, and also, a lot of these medical professionals went to schools that were funded by the very men who are putting out that vaccine, and they have biased the, the educational system for our doctors and nurses. Yes. Hmm. So, uh, you know, I'm really struck by the contrast of the everyday layperson's response to the information and the doctor's response to the information, and it's very disheartening, truthfully. I just uh, don't even know where to go with that. It seems like the antithesis of what it should be. Oh, goodness. So when you were out there and putting forth your ideas, I remember at first there was a very small following, and then it started to gain momentum, and then how did you actually strike at the legs of this hedra and uh, get it to uh, comply to wisdom and common sense? Well, I wish I wish I would say we were more, but we are actually very few people. To be honest with you, I mean there are too few people who are fighting, and um, I mean. There's a lot of escapism going on, and there's also a lot of uh, people are fighting, and then they don't see the Im immediate, quick uh, result, and then they give up. So we have, whenever we wake some, someone up and they come in, there's someone else who's giving up. So, but we are a little tight-knit group of people, and um, we make some different different actions. And it's all basically about standing your ground and saying no, and um, and 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 also a lot of these people who are order followers, they are extremely risk averse. And mm -hmm. and and if we tell say to them, you know, this is clearly a crime because of, and then you give them twenty pages of why it is a crime, and in and in and in in those twenty pages, every single line is filled with an information that is enough to put them in jail for a shorter or longer period of time, or worse. 
And that makes them worry because, and they are risk averse. So maybe you can say, well, the likelihood of us winning is small because we're so few people. Yes, but we were also very few people in the resistance against the Nazis here in Denmark in December 1943. And we were complying with the Germans and following orders of the entire nation. And six months later in July, or seven months later in July 1944, we had a general strike where everybody, the entire nation almost, went on strike for several weeks. So this can change very fast, very, very mm -hmm. fast. The landscape can change. It looks as if we're not very many, but there are a lot of people who are hiding what they really think. A lot mm -hmm. of people. And we mm -hmm. see that with the trucker, uh, now, truckers now, all of a sudden, where did that come from? The most, the, the, the country with the most draconian measures and the, the, the population that have been almost fighting the least. And now they are the nation that fights the most. So and it can change so fast. And this, I'm sure, will scare them a lot. Mm -hmm. um, because they are worried about, the, the people are worried about their own situation. And people who are complying and order followers, they're not exactly fighters, are they? They're just they're just saying they just oh who looks the strongest? Oh this evil guy over here he looks the strongest. Okay, I'll go work for him. They don't think about it's wrong to work for someone who's really evil. They don't think about that. They just think about mm -hmm. the mortgage, you know, their family, their marriage, their uh, you know friends, their position, social position in the society and stuff like that. Well, you make a very good point there, and I'm uh, heartened to see how a few people can make such a tremendous difference. And I am also uh, reminding our listeners here that, you know, Denmark was in the middle of that war over there and Americans over here, they're kind of like asleep. They don't, I don't know. A lot of young people don't even, I don't even think they remember Nazis. Honestly, you go to talk to them about world war two and their eyes just glaze over totally, yeah. you know, yeah. So you know what? We are up at break, and uh, you're listening to the other side of the news. Our guest tonight is Mass Palsvi, and the show is called Declaration to Freedom, and we shall return. I'd like to let our listeners know that you can track the evolution of the other side of the news on the following platforms. We now have our own platform on Blog Talk. Slash Tosin, T O S N. We have a Facebook and we have a new Rumble platform, rumble.com slash Tosin, T O S N. And I encourage you to subscribe to Rumble. There are many amazing truth telling videos there. And I encourage you to Rumble us to give us more exposure. That's like a like in Rumble. And, of course, we have our Telegram channel. These are new platforms. We highly encourage you to subscribe to them so that this will give greater exposure to these important shows dedicated to preserving our freedom. So remember, theothersideofthenews.com. Well, good evening, and welcome back to The Other Side of the News. Tonight's show is Declaration of Freedom, and we have our return guest, Maz Palsy. Maz has been a freedom fighter all the way through, and I wanted to kind of continue on with the uh, psychological issues uh, that, are, that are, people are facing and the differences between what's going on around the world and what's winning. And uh, basically, we left off at that last segment with 
there's a lot of people that actually don't agree with this that are uh, kind of behind the scenes, have not stepped forward into the light, but that doesn't mean they're not there. Um, I believe there's a larger number uh, there than, than any other number, at least in the United States, it certainly is the case. And um, many people are afraid to step forward because there's such uh, criticism. And then the other thing is, is that the media, of course, is promoting and the media is owned, run, and controlled by the same uh, evil evil beast we've been talking about. So as you know, we have a bias in what we think is real because people still think that the news is real, or at least some people do. So how are you countering that and how's that working in Denmark? And, and then the secondary part of that question would be, what can we do about it? How can we move that needle over and, and get people to step forward in this fight? Well, yeah, that's a, you know, $10,000 question because we've been trying that and, we, I mean, the only thing I can promise is that we keep trying and if something doesn't work, we just try something else and we just keep, keep going on. But I think, uh, as you said, I mean, a lot of people are, are, are actually, they know what's going on. They're just not showing it right now. Um, and there is also like, you know, this, the, the psychologist Matthias Desmet talked about um, there are a lot of people who are hypnotized and whether it's, uh, mass formation and a lot of people just at the same time or whether it's something that has been done intentionally by the system person by person I mean where they, they basically try to brainwash as many people as possible individually through the educational system shoot through the media through all these lies using dark psychology on people I don't know but it seems that there are certain people who are really complying and one of the reasons is that they, they really know dark psychology. They know how to to entrap people into doing the wrong thing. One example is, for example, if you if you if you go back two years ago and you ask, certainly in Denmark, I'm sure the same in in America, uh, would you be wearing a mask for 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 not getting a cold or a flu? And nobody would say. I mean, literally, I mean. You could maybe have 0.1% who would say yes, maximum. And um, the thing is, once you get people to wear it, then they, because they, 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 they want to have a little bit minimum, a little tiny shred of, of self-respect, um, the, the, the brain starts to explain why oh it actually is a good idea to be wearing this mask you know I might be helping someone not to die or they they could try to explain it for themselves and then all of a sudden uh, it becomes part of their identity it never was and it is a slave mask and it does not help with uh, at all to protect them from any disease whatsoever in fact the, uh, you, <laughs> there's a lot of of, of 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 damage to people's health from from wearing a mask uh, for a prolonged period of time. So, uh, but but that's that's one of the reasons is that so they they are building they are building a an army of, of of people who are behind the system just by by forcing them to comply and then they 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 explain it to themselves why that is that is good so but that is so it, it it's one of the one of the biggest fights is to to make them brave enough to go against that and there's so there, there are so few people who who will who will do that um but um i think now with the trucker um uh, the trucker movement now 
that is beginning to become a, a big, big, big sense of we won't have it anymore. And I think that's part, one of the reasons why they lifted the restrictions, because they could see that this could this could go terribly wrong if people do it themselves. They want they, they want to be ahead of the curve, and I'm sure they have supercomputers we don't even know about, and they have the best spin doctors and the best dark psychologists out there who know they know exactly when when is the right time to do different things. Um, so, and also another thing I want to warn about is that I can see that in this, I mean, I'm in World Freedom Alliance as well. So I talk to a lot of uh, freedom fighters from various groups. I also also talking with Doctors for COVID Essex and World Doctors Alliance and World Council for Health. And I'm talking to a lot of different groups. And um, I can see that um, the, the enemy is infiltrating a lot of the freedom fighter groups. What they typically do is you all of a sudden have someone, very often it's a good-looking guy or a good-looking woman, and all of a sudden they, they were not freedom fighters three months ago, but suddenly they are so big freedom fighters. No to the vaccine passport. Let's make a demonstration, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden they can get in the media where we can't, which is strange. And then um, basically what they, I think the strategy is now is li lift the restrictions they, they, in, in Denmark and many other countries, they managed to vaccinate between 80 and 90% of the population. So we have certainly not won because 80% have been vaccinated. So their, their, their strategy is we have won, the restrictions have been lifted, just go home, big, big celebration, nothing to see here. And while they're doing that, they are rolling out their real intention. So you have van der Leyen, the head of the European Commission, and... Um, she wants to have this uh, digital passport. And then you have uh, Boris Johnson. He is now working on a, a legislation that will take away every single human right for the greater good, if the government thinks so. Yeah, in a, in a, in a, obviously only in a crisis situation, right? But the, the, the thing is, they make these crises whenever they want. So basically now what they're doing is they're setting them, themselves up for the next time there is a flu season. And we have a flu season every year in November. Uh, or if they <clears throat> produce another um, in in a, in a in a laboratory or whatever it is they do, um, then they will be they they so they're setting up the legal framework. So if we if we pay, if we listen to these false prophets, false freedom fighters, and we go home after they lift the restrictions, then we are really really in for some huge trouble. We, there is only one solution in my view. And that is a Nuremberg 2.0, a tribunal. People who are behind this crime has to be punished. Otherwise, we are in deep trouble. I, I totally agree. Absolutely. 100%. 1,000%. <laughs> uh, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the Hydra, you know, the Hydra we have here, I, I think that that's a really, I, I love that analogy, and I'm going to be stealing it and using it because it is correct and so what we have i believe is so i i'm i'm uh you know i i, I put on my tinfoil hat on a very regular basis as people that listen to the show know i consider myself to be a conspiracy analyst so i look at this and i go hmm, what's really going on here well i see a couple things and and i want to get your feedback on this and that is that there's there's a lot of um infighting going on there seems to be some confusion now if you're studying the art of war and you say well you know show weakness when you're strong show strength when you're weak um that could be it 
but there seems to be such infighting and biting within the uh, the baddies culture. I just call it, you know, the bad guys, the baddies. That's my big my big name uh, for the overarching thing. Um, so what I see is there's a lot of loss in of control in the in the narrative. The, uh, the baddies. Um, I don't the know that the they really expected people to uh, for the um, thing. do what they're doing. Um, so I think that they had expected more compliance because I think it's a human trait to think maybe people are going to do exactly what you do. So, for example, for me, I'm baffled why people don't stand up for this. I'm baffled why they are so compliant. I'm completely baffled why they can't see what's going on. Because I have a bias. I'm coming in with my own bias. So, if I'm a bad guy and I come in with my own bias, I think everybody's going to just agree to this passport crap and vaccine crap because, you know, it's the... The situation's so awful if you don't comply. I'm in California, and it's really dreadful out here if you're not compliant. Even if you are compliant, by the way, it's still dreadful. But if you're not, it's worse, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, so with this, this cutting off of the hider, do you see any of that? Because I totally agree with the infiltration bit. But I also see that they seem to be losing control of their narrative. And, and I want to come back to that about what's been happening in the States and compare it to, to Denmark. But before we go there, you know, do you have any any comment on that whole idea there? Okay, so clearly, I'm a freedom fighter, and so are you. And clearly, they could kill us anytime they wanted to. Mm-hmm. We, are just, we are just flesh and flesh and, and, and blood and bones, and they could and bleed, you know, bleeding heart. They could kill us anytime they wanted to, um, and they don't do that. And why is that? That's because I'm totally convinced this is. A spiritual war. Absolutely, yes. Okay. It's a war between good and evil. So the people who are behind this, they belong to secret lodges where they where their god is the other guy. And he and 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 if you want to to achieve something, you have to prove that humans are not created in, in God's image, and that and that, so if they can get human beings to degrade themselves voluntarily, allow the school to poke their wonderful little children three times a week with a stick up their nose, up their brain, with ethylene oxide on it, something that should never be anywhere near a human being at all. If you can, if you can make parents do that, something that the old Egyptians did to punish their slaves, if you can get human beings to do that to their own children, and if you are a Satanist, then you are laughing. Then you are. Then you have. Then you are. Then you are going somewhere in in that uh, organization or that religion or that those secret lodges because this is what it's all about. If you can get people who two years ago over my dead body would I wear a mask? If you can get them, oh yeah, well I'm just going into the shop. Or rather, I don't want some, want a 20 year old yelling at me or asking me why I'm wearing why I'm not wearing a mask. So I'd rather put it on. So they, they, then they show that they are slaves. They show that they have no strength. Mm-hmm. Come on, I mean I, I mean I'm 56, and I take one for the team whenever there is someone. If, if a 20-year-old who is normally stacking, uh, you know, bottles uh, in, in, a, in a store, and if he, uh, he, if he tells me to wear a mask, I go over to him and I, I yell at him, at him from the top of my lungs, one, hour, one meter away, 
and I do that not for not for me. I, I'm 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 doing this for the next guy. Just like why are we leaving tips in a hotel room? We we never see the 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 the, the man or the woman who 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 comes and tidies the the hotel room up or cleans the bathroom after us. We never see it, but we do this to help the next guest so that the next guest will have a nice experience as well. And why would I why would I yell at this young guy? I'm doing this so that so that I I I. I I put uh, an emotion into his brain, into his amygdala, so that next time he sees a 56-year-old man walking into a, a shop without his slave mask on, that he will think twice whether he wants uh, to be obnoxious to this person. So, so I think it's a, it's a spiritual war. It's not pretty. And even me, I'm not afraid of, of walking into a shop, but I don't like it. And what I don't like is I, don't, I, don't, I never know when I go into a shop and nobody says anything or whether one or even sometimes many more i mean sometimes there's, there's a standoff there's a guy with a with tattoos all over and he comes up to me and stands half a meter away from me and i'm going okay this is it i mean you you just know don't know whether you're going to end up in a fight it never happened i never went into a fight in this particular instance i just gave i um, just sent a lot of truth bombs over him and um, i got him kind of confused that maybe i was right actually so he was he was he looked like a violent person but actually he was he was just someone who 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 really maybe was actually was looking for for the truth but you just don't know you just don't know and that is even even me who's not particularly afraid actually uh, it's not part of my dna but but still you you this not knowing what's going to happen is something that is very very uncomfortable and i and i and i get that so i think I think that um, part of the reason why it seems that something is going wrong for them now is um, chaos. They like the chaos, but also it's a spiritual war. Right, right. So it has to be, we have to, do, they, 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 we have to have an out. So there, in, in all the legislation, there's always a loophole. We don't have to follow it. So in the big Nuremberg 2.0, they will be able to, to, to say, well, you didn't have to wear a mask. We wrote, wrote in the law, if you're uncomfortable, if you're suffocating, you don't have to wear it. We wrote it. You put it on. It's your fault. And and so they put all this in. And, and so I think that's one of the reasons. And um, and then they're also tiring us out. So now they put when they put out all these freedom fighters now. Oh, we won. Just go home. Then then they will they will be changing the law just like Adolf Hitler did. And everything was done legally. He changed the law over a, a ten year period, and it became more and more draconian until they had a full blown dictatorship. It was. It happened step by step, and they're trying to do exactly the same right now. Well, and they've been pretty successful because, it, like here in the states, we had the Patriot Act after 9/11, and that was supposed to be, of course, be temporary, just like flatten the curve, blah 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 blah, all the other bullshit. Okay, so, um, you know, we've seen this this before. We've seen this through history. If anyone's bothering to look, and uh, I would say I want to I want to talk I want to talk a little bit about the mask thing too. I, I have the exact same experience. Every time I go into a store around here, I mean, they're completely brainwashed. I'm in the worst counties in the, the worst state, and they, they really don't get it. But every once in a while, you know, first of all, they don't know. They're not used to having anybody come up against them. I'm a 60-year-old woman, and I'm small. I'm not, um, you know, I'm not a big person. Uh, mm. and, uh, and my dad used to always say, watch out for the skinny ones. I'm skinny and, and, and feisty as I'll get out. Right. So yeah. uh, I don't look threatening, but I won't back down. Yeah. And, uh, so 
anyway, what I have found also about talking about making it better for the next person is that when you do something like this, that oftentimes you can change the other people in the store at the same time. You can give them the courage to take off their mask. Uh, you can take off your mask and smile at them and, and engage in conversation, which they're desperate for. They yeah. haven't seen any smiles in two years. They haven't, yeah. you know, they're, they're trying to teach us to, to fear other people. I refuse. I do everything I can to engage as a normal person, to have physical contact, to blah, 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 blah. I'm a very affectionate, demonstrative person. This is super painful for someone like me, um, mm-hmm. you know, to go through. But on the other hand, I also have, that knowledge that this is okay. This is the way we're designed to be. And I'm going to do my best to do that. So I would say everybody has a role to play in this war and we are at war. We absolutely are. And everybody can do the smallest thing. If you think you can't, you know, you're not doing this or that, the big things, well, the littlest things are the thing, the acts of kindness, the compassion, you can exercise that every single day. And and that, that terrifies the, the, the baddies it really does because they are satanists and they 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 are awarded for creating the chaos and disaster in our world and mm-hmm. that's their that's their system that's you know that's what they they believe in so we have to counter it and um do this and i totally agree with the thing it's scary that people are so you know they'll, they'll just say oh okay we've won no you haven't won you didn't win any of this all the way along we must cut off all the legs we must put them in the incinerator and get rid of them. And then, you know, the, the heads die off or we, you know, maybe there is something else going on behind the scenes. I pray to God that there is, that there's a, a force that's happening in, in dealing with these, these people. But, you know, do you think that any of these, these heads, these hydras, you know, the heads of these corrupt organizations, they aren't going to sully their hands with the, the low life, normal people down below that they believe are just, cannon fraud no they have to have their minions they have to have their people and in each one of those that we can go after um there's of course i know that you're doing legal things over here we have uh, i'm i'm really uh pushing this idea right now and that is that every every uh person who's in a position of quote authority whether they're elected or not that's taken a public office has a oath of office and they, you can, you can use that oath, and then you can use their bond. They also have to carry in a bond, which is different than insurance, okay? But it, it is, it is their liability bond, and it, it actually attaches to their personal effects, their house, their car, their business. So when you go after that for the violation of their oath of office, and you connect it to the bond, let me tell you, stuff straightens up real fast, and they, they resign, they, they, they hightail it to the woods. These people are bullies. Mm-hmm. They're bullies, and bullies don't have a lot of oomph to them. They won't stand no. up. They'll no. just, you know, as soon as you turn on them, as soon as you 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 can be walking away, they can be chasing you, and you do a 180 on them, and they, they cower. And that's yeah. what we need to do, you know. Yeah. And uh, I'm not I'm not uh, ab- I'm not advocating a violence. What I'm saying is it's to stand strong. And, and, and use every measure at your, you know, everything you can do. I mean, I think you're seeing a really excellent, you're showing a really excellent example of how you can demonstrate this uh, with legal means. Um, and also just the every day going into a store or whatever, you know, is going on. By the way, 
for the benefit of everybody. I've, I've had many encounters where I've had really nasty encounters with people and not yelling and screaming, but they're just, you know, not budging and I'm not budging. And um, I said, well, you know, you can, of course you can call the police. And, uh, you know, I, I've done this, I don't know, maybe getting close to a hundred times. No one's ever called the police because mm. they know deep down inside they don't have a leg to stand on. When somebody says, okay, well, that's fine. I'll just stand here. If you'd like to call the police, I'll just wait. That scares mm. the living daylights out of them because they are bullies. Yeah. So anyway, but that's have that's. You, but have, have you been refused service? Uh, oh yeah. In, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you, you, you know, and and people say, well, it's not, um, it's not convenient. Uh, you know, like I don't, I just don't want to deal with it. Well, you know what? Not having your freedom is a lot less convenient than not putting a mask on. Okay. Mm. It, it's there's a big. It's your yeah. whole beingness. It's your whole what you're going to, what's the life you're going to experience on this planet in this lifetime? How are you going to deal with this? It has a lot more to do with than, than just a stinking mask. And the mask is just, you know, like you said, it's symbolic, it's slave, it's mm. compliance. And it's, you know, if you're, if you're complying, you're complicit, period. I don't, I'm tired of excuses with this. That's the yes. truth. It is That's the true. truth. Grow, grow a pair and go out there and stand up for your rights and stand up for everyone else's rights that are too weak to stand up right now. But the more people stand up, just like in Canada, as we're seeing an example, the more people stand up, the more people stand up. Because I believe that they've all been convinced that there's no one else out there. And that's just absolutely factually wrong. Yeah. You know? So I'm on, a, I'm on my soapbox. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, and I'm so interested uh, in hearing how 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 you're doing over in in San Francisco and and, and like the worst state in America, I understand. And so well, it, it's in a competition with New York. Um, you know, these two are are, are vying for the, the worst. But uh, I will say that I you know I think I've mentioned this before on the show, but uh, they had a I think it was Washington Post put out the the ten most liberal cities. And which means the most corrupted. Um, the, the opposite and, of liberal. Yeah, yeah. So they, uh, yeah, the opposite, right? Like you know, scratch any liberal, and there's a fascist right underneath there. Um, yeah. That's the, that's the problem. Is that they're they're using wordplay on people. Of course. And and uh, they think that this is the way, but it's not. It's uh, it's it's absolutely not. It's just uh, you know, like I said, it, it's it's forked tongue language. Um, but yeah, it's really bad. Uh, they have actually, we have more and more restrictions. Then they're saying, oh, we're going to take the mask restriction off. Uh, that was two days ago in, in all the counties around the Bay Area, which are strictly, you know, very enforced. Uh, vaccine passports, for those of you that don't know, that's what's going on here. Um, I cannot go anywhere, basically. And and I refuse to, to uh, you know, go along with it. Uh, mm. But... Uh, so they're moving backwards, and then they say, oh, we're going to release it. And then, uh, so that was two days ago. Then yesterday they come forward, and um, they, they voted down in the House of Representatives a, uh, uh, to lift the, the, the mask mandate mm -hmm. statewide. So the counties, so everything is gibberish gibberish right now. The flipping, flipping, flipping. And I think this is going on all around the planet. I do believe this, is the, this connects to that Hydra idea. I think that some of the heads are off the top, and I do think that a lot of the legs are missing. And what we're seeing is this, they, they've been in control. And, and I also, you know, you can feedback on this, but 
what I've observed is these people are not creative. Uh, they're not particularly intelligent. They are clever. They're cunning. They're, you know, they, they, they are manipulative. But they also don't seem to be able to come up with a plan B. So when plan A isn't working, they, they seem lost. Like we, we like the people, we as in the people, we seem to be able to think on our feet and, and shift gears really quickly. They don't seem to be able to. Is that what you're observing? Because that's what I'm seeing here. Well, I think that if, you, if we look at history, they have been literally able to get away with murder. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they, we, we never had a real Nuremberg, yeah? I mean, yeah. the Nuremberg uh, we had was, was good in the sense that there was a, some clever people who put down some good words and rules that you cannot have medical experiments with people and so on. So the, the legal framework is there, um, but the real culprits were never jailed. So, I mean, the Rothschild family and J.P. Morgan should have been jailed when it was re- revealed after World War One that they bought the 25 largest newspapers and told lies about the Germans in World War One, they should have been jailed for life for committing that crime. Mm-hmm. And then we wouldn't have had the Second World War, right? So we had all the atrocities. We had the, you know, the Communist Revolution, the Second World War, and uh, the CIA, and the, and then and they have whatever is it a hundred or 150 countries they have uh, have put in dictatorships and all around the world. How many wars have they started? We have all all these lies, lies, media lies, and never any anybody is being. Um, uh, Anybody, you know, but they know of the responsible persons are being jailed, and um, um, we have to go go all the way to the top this time. Uh, otherwise, they will just regroup and they will come back. I mean, they, it could be a war with Russia. I doubt that because it's too clear, and nobody really wants that. Um, I don't think so. It could be this cyber warfare, but I don't believe that either. It could they could crash the economy. I don't think they will do that either because part of the reason why they're able to pull this off is because the, the middle class is feeling wealthier because the house prices are going up. So I don't think that either. I, I literally think that their plan, plan B is to change the legal framework and come back in November or maybe if they need a little bit more time for the legal job, legal stuff in a year and a half time, and then they will come out with, oh yeah, this one is more deadly, this variant is worse, and it's because of the, uh, they're, they're still 10% unvaccinated, it's their fault, so therefore this time we'll have the forced vaccinations, and oh, oops, oh, by the way, now this time, we have actually taken away your human rights uh, legally, so you don't have those either, so there's nothing you can do, and then they, they because they want to get rid of the control group, they want to as long as they are 10% unvaccinated, who are not dying, who are not losing their fertility, who are not having, uh, you know, blood clots and uh, heart attacks and whatever, you know, myocarditis and so on, um, then then uh, they can blame it on something else. And they can say, yeah, you know, there, there's no proof that it's because of the vaccinations. And that's what they want. That's why they, this is what I'm convinced that they will do, that they will want to come back and back forced vaccinate everybody, and then they want to have a digital passport that is both for health and, above all, for the money. Uh, because if you don't have any cash and only, you only have digital money and they can just turn it on and off, then um, then they can control you. So, you know, I mean, we just had a warning. They closed down my wife's bank account for a week 
because she had answered a know your customer thing, and then they just said, oh, we're just looking through it, we just closed it. So they just, what? Now we are asking for freedom of information, and we're asking for what, on, the, what, on what legal basis did you do that? And um, we're waiting for a reply, and I will get a reply. I can guarantee you, I will get a reply from them. I'd love uh, to know that when you, the, yeah. yeah, next time. Actually, believe it or not, we're at the bottom of the, uh, or actually we're at the top of the hour. I can't read. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we're at the top of the hour, so we need to go into break. Tonight's show is Declarations to Freedom. And our special guest this evening, who's a return guest, is Maz Palsy. And we will be right back. article I wrote a couple of weeks ago that says, am I being selfish? And I said, absolutely. But I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for my grandchildren and my grandchildren's children. I see the loss of rights and freedoms. I've lived long enough to know what's happened here, and I cannot stand back and simply comply. I'm going to resist those measures with everything that I have, uh, emotionally, psychologically, physically, legally. I cannot allow our rights and freedoms to be taken from us. We have to stand up for them. And this is where I say that we have to become adults. We have to stand up for our rights and freedoms. We can't ask for them. We have to demand that they be honored and respected. To me, the masking is part of the strategy of totalitarian tiptoe. We just keep encroaching on you, and it's just a little bit worse than it was yesterday. And most people don't see it, but we see it. And that's why this program and the work that you guys are doing is so important. Ted Kuntz from Vaccine Choice Canada. I just want to reach out and express my gratitude to other side of the news for all that you guys are doing to empower humanity and bring us to a higher state of consciousness. Uh, the time that we shared together was a real pleasure, rich conversation, and I know that all of you are uh, higher conscious beings who are uh, part of the solution. I just want to express my gratitude to Cynthia, Timothy, and Aneta and your program, The Other Side of the News. You guys are great. So welcome back. You're listening to The Other Side of the News. My name is Timothy Saunders, and tonight's show with Maz Palzi is Declaration to Freedom. So I need to make a correction. Last week I reported in Austria in fact, the restrictions, the COVID restrictions were being cancelled. Actually, the headline which I had uh, referenced was not 100% true. And in fact, they are actually upping the game in Austria, uh, making it essential for everybody to be vaccinated um, according to their mandate. Now, 
What I find very strange is that Austria, uh, a uh, also a disciplined um, mentality, a, a country with discipline, to the south of Germany, and you're the north of Germany. Also, I'd say that Denmark uh, is, with respect, a, a disciplined mentality, a country with a disciplined mentality. But mm. in where you are uh, located, what we have is a, a complete U-turn from what they're doing in Austria. So how would how would you explain this this very different lockstep? Because all the countries, say all the countries, most of the countries on the planet walked into the COVID restrictions in lockstep, but it seems that certain countries now are being singled out um, with higher degree of focus on you know increasing the regulations. Where in Denmark they've completely and utterly cancelled. How would you explain that? Oh wow, it's a big question. I really, I, I couldn't say I know anything about it. To be honest, it's um, it also surprises me because everything seems to be be, roll, be rolled out at, at the same time. I mean, to the letter uh, in every single country. So it it is very strange. And and why would they want to go ahead with forced vaccination in Austria and not here? I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's. Because could be if I'm pessimist because they know that they're going to get they, they want to have everybody uh, forced vaccinated anyway they just go ahead and they're so so certain they're going to be able to pull it off I don't know I think their plan is to to put out a lot of people uh, in 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 these countries Denmark and England and other countries where they lift the restrictions to say now we won't just go home and then we go home and then they change the law and then they will come back and get us next time so that's their game plan because they definitely want everybody vaccinated. They want everybody to be on the control grid. They want a hundred percent control. We're beginning to find out that we are that they are that that, that, that you know we the people who are ruling us are very very evil people. Um, it's a mafia it, it, all the way through. The, the media are lying. The media are lying. The educational system is lying. Um, the, the, the telecom industry is a, is a mafia. The military industrial complex is a mafia. The banking industry is a mafia. They have usurped the, the, the value of money creation and, and given it to their own henchmen. And it's just a mafia. I mean, mm. it, it's I, all, all the way through. I mean, even, even the guys writing your parking fines, they just write it out and people just pay because they don't want to go through all the hassle of going to, to a court system that are protecting corporate interest instead of human human rights we see that all the time even in even in Hans Christian Andersen's Denmark it, it's it's um, it's we are we're living in a fascist world mm -hmm. uh, the uh, corporatism I would say that there are two at least two parallel tracks going on at the moment I think Annette mentioned uh, something along these lines as well slightly earlier and that is that there are some of the sort of the official figures, official figureheads, organizations around the world, like the CDC, like various administrations, governmental uh, spokespeople uh, speaking out. Even today, uh, this Dr. Wen was saying that, oh, well, of course, people should make their own choice about protecting themselves with a mask and so on. I mean, that's a complete and utter U-turn from what she was saying, you know, uh, six weeks ago, for example. But there are definite signs of U-turns being made public, which I think is interesting, and that could also show um, it, it could also show internal infighting, like mm -hmm. one head, one Hydra's head biting another, 
which I hope it is that case. Uh, but it also could be part of the plan, as you say, that as 80, 80, 90 percent people have been vaccinated in, 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 in Denmark, for example, then maybe that, that's uh, seen as a success for this chapter of the book. And let's give a little reprieve. And then we'll go on to the next chapter in September, whatever it is, when the next level of legislation has been uh, silently brought in. For example, I sounds very pessimistic, but that, that could also be a parallel track. Um, but in there are other significant points. For example, in the UK this week, a, the chief of the Metropolitan Police, a woman called Cressa Dix, unfortunate name, she resigned or was fired, but was said to be resigning herself from her own choice. Apparently, she wasn't um, woke enough uh, for Sajid Javid. Um, that's what's uh, the word on the street. But it, it was nothing to do with the fact that, you know, knife crime is up and gang warfare is up and X, Y, Z, other forms of crime are, are well up. Nothing to do with her, the quality of her work. But apparently some messages were exchanged and she, she resigned. Now, that's what the subterfuge um, demonstrates at the moment, this week. But if we look a little bit more deeply into this, there's also an investigation that Boris Johnson is, uh, was attending parties or even throwing parties during lockdown, which obviously shows the hypocrisy. I don't care so much about the hypocrisy. I care more about the fact that they prove that they were not scared of a life-threatening um, disease or virus. Uh, and therefore, if they knew that they were safe, then of course, everyone was safe in the country. So I think that's the big, the big point that most people are missing. But anyway, that's another thing. So yes, there is a police investigation going on in the UK. Uh, which I believe involves the Metropolitan Police. There's also another investigation going on in the UK, uh, whereby leaders and heads of uh, large organisations, um, you know, as I say, figureheads giving out this news, like sort of statistical data and so on about COVID. Those people are all under investigation, uh, I believe also through the Metropolitan Police. So I'm wondering if this resignation is a telltale for what is around the corner. And, and as a result, it, it's not as simple as prime puppet Boris Johnson trying to save his own skin um, by relaxing the lockdowns. I think there could be a lot more to come out in the next few weeks. Now, I'm wondering if that is also what's happening in Denmark, because I know that your uh, declaration, your, is it your New Year declaration that you sent out, your organization sent out to uh, a great deal of, of uh, people in high positions, basically giving them a last chance. Do you think that that could also be why the lockdowns in Denmark occurred literally within days of you issue, issuing this declaration? Well, it, it could be. I mean, it, it certainly was, uh, you know, at the same time as it happened. And 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 people people do think about uh, their own situation. A lot of the information is compartmentalized, so. Maybe they don't have the full picture. They don't know what is in, in the head of Klaus Schwab and George Soros and Bill Gates and all those people. So um, it was just basically stating the fact that that uh, that this these 20 people in the in the in the epidemic commission who has decided who had decided that uh, Corona was a, a critical to society disease 
basically just we stated to them that actually it's not it's not more dangerous than the flu so it's clearly not a very deadly disease uh, no, the the category to 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 say it's a critical to society disease that should be at least 10% uh, fatality rate and it's it's more like a 0.1% 0.2% exactly so, that was uh, Johns Hopkins and i think it was at Lund University in Sweden was there also an, an organization in Denmark also um giving out sim- similar data that the lockdowns only reduced mortality by 0.2% i think it was something along those lines Mm. Yeah, but but I'm thinking I'm talking about the corona uh, as a disease. If if uh, something called a corona, so the flu and the corona has a fatality rate that is very similar. It's around 0.1 percent, and it's it's normally fragile old people, average age of 84, who has an average of two and a half to three other uh, serious illnesses that uh, die. And um, you know, one of the things, one of the facts of of life is that you die eventually. So this is just one of the things, and to close down the whole country and inject little children with with poison because of of them categorizing this as a critical to society disease. Then we put a, put forward a letter with a lot of evidence that it was a crime against humanity, and it said we insisted that they should immediately withdraw the classification, and they literally did two days later, and that made our prime minister uh, that forced her hand to withdraw the. Uh, executive orders because they were based on um, the commission's classification of the corona as a critical to society disease. So, but I think it's more like, it's not like we have not won the war. We have maybe, you know, helped win. uh, It could be either a coincidence or we actually won uh, a a small battle uh, short term just because they are trying to do everything within their own you know, legal framework. And that's also one of the points I want to make is that a lot of people say we should build uh, another uh, system, a new system. And I, I'm a little bit, I want to warn about that because that, that's playing into the enemy's hand because they want a new system. They want this new world order. They want a um, a one world government, a digital control grid that is controlled by very, very few people um, that's what they want. Well, but actually, if you look at the Constitution, it's actually good, pretty good. If you look at the, the human rights declarations that all these countries have signed and the Nuremberg uh, Codex and all these things, they are very, very good. What, what, the, what there is a problem is that we have people in power who are not uh, abiding the Constitution and they're not uh, acknowledging the human rights. That's the problem. So I don't, I don't, I, I disagree when people say the system is wrong. No, no, the system is not wrong. Well, what we have here is we have a problem. We are at war. We are occupied by very, some very evil people, and they are, uh, they, they have have taken over all these institutions, and they don't abide the the, the constitution. They don't abide the the, and they, they don't acknowledge human rights. That's the problem. And I, I'm, 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 I'm a little bit. Um, well, not a little bit. I'm very afraid that all these people who are saying that we should build a new system, most of them are probably very good people. But while let's just play along, but we want to build a new system, they have infiltrated most of these uh, these freedom organizations, and and there's no way that they will be agree, be able to agree on anything. So if if 
if we we agree we should we should change the system, stop the constitution, start all over, then we are playing into their hands because they are very well organized. They control the media. They infiltrate all the freedom groups, and they have a plan. They have a plan, a plan for 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 decades. And um, so I think that the, that the, the you know what I really want to fight for is we want to keep the constitution. We want to keep our human rights. This is incredibly important to to fight for. I think. But I I, I agree with you that we shouldn't broke create something new if if it's not broken. But on the other hand, I think you you probably would agree that the screening process is broken and the adjudicating system seems to be broken in that, you know, how else can we end up in a situation where we are now where Klaus Schwab is openly bragging about how, you know, Putin, Macron, um, Merkel, um, Trudeau, and I I forget the guy, the the, the president of uh, Argentina, they're all his ex uh, students. Mm. They've, they've, they, he's openly bragging that he and his organization have infiltrated, you know, X, Y, Z governments around the world. So okay. that is clearly a complete violation of the basic meaning of, of what people yeah. would perceive as a, a democracy and truth and justice. So yeah. the screening system is, is screwed, in my opinion, and also the adjudication system as well, because there must be somebody who uh, has, has control of that. Now, I don't think that um, it, it's self-regulating. That's why we're seeing this, this uh, freedom convoy in Canada, and we're seeing these other huge demonstrations around the world, because the people are waking up and realizing that they have already given away their power. Uh, a lot of people, you know, it, it's easy to say, I, I say every, every week, you know, we wake up with power, and it's up to us how we you know, choose to retain it or give it away. But the point is that if people are in power, uh, politicians and so on, and they already are in that position and they already are corrupt and they already are, uh, you know, life members of uh, certain sort of mafia type organizations, then clearly that is broken. That element is broken. So how can, how can we purge the system? That's a, that's a, that's a big, uh, good question. And, and I mean, so, so, I mean, what I think is the people who are breaking the law, and and not abiding uh, the 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 constitution is breaking the law. I mean, what they've done to classify this flu as a critical to society disease—that's a crime. It's pretty pretty easy to see that it's nothing more than a flu. And to close down the economy—that's a crime. To force vaccinate people—that's a crime. And uh, when you, when we look in when we when we find out what's in these vials, then we will realize that's a crime, and that means that that we that they are complicit in murdering people. Uh, all, all these people who have been injecting people, um, that, that that's that's a crime. And when when we now know that five percent of the batches of both Moderna, AstraZeneca, and Pfizer's vaccines are uh, behind 90% of the death and the adverse um, uh, effects on people, that's also a crime. There are so many, how many crimes do people want? We need to jail some people. And uh, we wouldn't be in this place in the first place if Pfizer uh, management had been going to jail instead of just being allowed to pay $2.5 billion fines um, for whenever they, 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 they committed all these crimes. 
Um, we can also look at, at the, the tests that, that Pfizer had done where they're trying to hide it, but uh, I think it was something like 70 or 75% of the people who were in, in, the, in, the, in the trials, they actually had adver- adverse uh, uh, effects of some sort. And, and they have been also, for the corona, like or everything else they're doing, they've been lying. These are crimes. They have to be prosecuted. And they can be prosecuted either by the, the current legal system or by a, a group of truckers. I mean, by, 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 by the people when they decide this is it and they demand it. And, um, and, 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 and I, I think this is, this is I mean, the, the thing in Canada is bigger than, than we can imagine, I think, because Trudeau is the World Economic Forum's main guy. Um, if he falls, I think we, we, we will have a good chance of winning because um, he's, he's one of these, you know, main political correctness um, globalists. So it would be, uh, I think that they, they, I, 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 they're not, it's, it's not going to go easy for, for them to throw him under the bus. I don't, I don't think so. Um, but at the same time, I mean, he, he's been seen to be running away with his tail between his legs and, you know, at, at best, a, a drama teacher, um, a man of a hundred faces. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't really think he's managed to demonstrate any real substance in the last, uh, the last oh. few weeks or years. So I think it will actually be very hard for him to rebound into oh. anything credible. But yeah, the point well, is, who, I hope, who, I hope who will fall? I, I think the deal's done. Actually, I have a deal. It's not a deal, but I, I think the deed is done. I, I don't think he'll recover from this. Um, mm. But the point is, who is going to have a big grin on their face and uh, you know a stick up their rear end to take his his place? That, that that's the thing. Will that be the next generation of the World Economic Forum uh, Young Leaders uh, Association, or, or or worse? No, yeah. it, that, that's, that's the problem, is that who is screening and who is adjudicating? I think those are the two big questions that uh, I think everybody should be asking and mm-hmm. finding solutions to. Yeah. I was going to ask you, Maz, that now that, all, as, as far as I understand, all COVID restrictions have now ended in, in Denmark. Is that right? Apart as from... And I think that's illegal, but the government has said, yeah, well, we will allow uh, private corporations to still demand a corona passport. So not, you're not, you don't have to be vaccinated, but if, you, you think if your employer says so, then you have to take a test to go to work. Okay, and so, so and I, don't think that, put... and I don't think they have the legal uh, basis for that because... Um, because the, the corona is not a critical to society disease. So I don't think they're allowed to do that legally, but they still do it because, you know, they have the big guns. Okay, so is, is it a play on words? I mean, the, in the UK, I think it was in March 2020, just before the first lockdown, the UK government actually uh, derated COVID-19 to a non-threatening uh, disease or virus or outbreak, whatever it was, I, I forget the exact terminology, but whatever it yeah. was, it was downgraded just before the first lockdown, didn't seem to make a difference. No. So, so I think in every case, it's a play on words. I mean, a mandate is not a law. I know that Anessa can tell us a lot more things I, I, about I, that. But, but it varies from country to country, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why, how the English could, uh, could get away with uh, all their lockdowns for, you know, 
a lot of it is is because it's it's volunteered. You know, it's a when they come up with these um, you know executive orders um, and um, announcements, it's based basically you know volunteers. I mean, we have a lot of people we've been fined. We just say no, and then they then uh, nothing happens. If, if if they give you a fine and, and you accept it and you pay it, you you have entered into an agreement. You accepted it. I just say no, and then nothing nothing happens. I'm we landed, for example, my daughters, two daughters, and me. I was going to speak on a conference in Milan, and we flew there. And my girls, uh, I was just I was literally wearing a mask because I'm with my girls. I'm fighting my own country. This is another country, whatever. My girls were drinking. They they did not wear a mask, and they were just walking. No, no, we're drinking coffee, and they just had a cup of coffee. And um, we were nearly in Milan when one of the it was too much for one of the flight attendants, and she came down and. And uh, my girls were not very friendly to her, and uh, you know, <laughs> they were talking about uh, how horrible it was, fascist, and there were a few words thrown around. And she was so annoyed with them that she said uh, she would call the police. So she did. So we, uh, the entire plane, waited 20 minutes for the police, and then when the police came, everybody found out there was because of us. And then the police took us into an office. And then said we should wait 10 minutes. And then we waited an hour. And I said, okay, this is it. We what's going on? And then mm-hmm. they 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 said um, we're going to 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 pay you a fine. And then I said no. And then they said okay. And <laughs> and then they said, but, but we've written this uh, this uh, piece of paper, and you have to sign that. And then I said no. And then they said okay. And then I said, can we go now? And then they said, yes, literally. That's it. Because there's this big secret they don't want out. And that is that when you are in the airspace between Denmark and Italy, you are neither in Denmark nor in Italy. So the police cannot find me or my daughters for anything that happened in the airspace between Denmark and Italy. Because it's maritime law. They don't want ordinary citizens to know this but when you are in a plane the pilot is a dictator and they can do literally anything they want and and it's outside of Danish and Italian jurisdiction so the Italians couldn't do anything they could they could ask us to sit outside the, or the their office because we just came there um, and they could of course have, have given us some 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 other problems if they wanted to if we just had walked away but we could actually just have said, no, we're not sitting here and waiting. You are, you know, we just, you know, what do you want to do? Are you, are you arresting us? No. Okay. Then we are walking. We could have probably done that. But, you gave uh, them every opportunity. You were being very polite. Yeah. And that's also very good to share with our listeners so that they also own uh, the knowledge of this further. If anybody is physically uh, forced to sign something and I wouldn't recommend signing it, but if somebody just does find themselves in that situation, then next to the signature, the letters V.C. or V Coactus is also quite a useful uh, abbreviation, which basically means that you are signing under duress. And uh, that's the only reason you'd be signing that piece of paper. Yeah. Uh, Timothy and Maz, that's a great point. And this is Annetta. I just wanted to add a little bit here about the way we're thinking as a society. I wanted to say about this whole thing with the volunteering. That's absolutely correct. And in fact, it's so pervasive throughout our society. We've been so 
trained to agree to everything that we are presented by the quote authorities. And that's the big thing, the quote authorities. They've told us they're the authorities, but are they? Because people think in the United States, we have to pay the IRS. Well, you know, I don't. And the reason I don't is because all of the money that is collected from the IRS, which is the collection arm of the, uh, the central bankers, the Federal Reserve, is to pay interest on the money that's created out of thin air. I don't have any problem filling potholes or whatever people always talk about, but I do have a problem supporting the central bank. So all of this, all the way down through, we've been trained, you know, like Pavlov's dogs, to just agree to everything, agree to the speeding ticket. No, I never agree. I never, I never agree. I never sign. And if I'm forced to sign something, Timothy's idea there is absolutely critical to to point out it's signed under duress. In other words, you know, you're not agreeing to this. So I think that's really important to bring forward, and that's all I wanted to say about that. Well, we are coming up to a break. So you're listening to The Other Side of the News, and this edition is called Declaration to Freedom, and our return guest is Miles Talby. We'll be back after the music. It'll all go well. This is all blow over, you know. And now they're kind of realizing that it isn't. But but because people would not take the jab, they're basically holding them to ransom, holding them hostage in their homes, basically saying that the, the only way to establish freedom again is to take the jab. And so people are sort of gradually complying. A lot of people are gradually complying. But so many people are dying from it. I mean, they're, they're basically genociding this country is what they're doing. And they're using it as an example for the rest of the world. And the Australian people, I mean, they're pretty kind of laid back. I mean, I, I call the place Apathralia because they're a pretty apathetic bunch. Um, I mean, I love them, but they just, you know, she'll be right, mate. You know, it's all good. Don't worry. You know, no worries, mate. This all, this whole attitude. And I'm starting to see now that actually, actually things are going a little pear-shaped. There's going to be a rude awakening for them, I think within the next 12 months, they're going to realize just how much they've been played. And there's going to be this uh, five-minute red pill moment where they just have complete meltdowns, I think, once they really see what's going on. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are sort of getting it, but, but a lot of people aren't. They're still thinking it's going to go away. They're still thinking the government is their friend. I mean, the whole plan of this, the plan is to run this pandemic until 2025. That's when the funding runs out. Uh, if you look at the World Bank, you can look at the funding for COVID. It starts in April 2020 and runs until March 2025, March 31st, 2025. So that's how long they intend to run it for. They tend to be in the in their new world by 2025. So the way they're going to do it, they'll, they'll crash the United States last. They'll, do it, they'll crash the United States probably in 2025. It'll be a gradual process because... See, we've been disarmed here so they can do certain things in, in certain ways and get us to comply with that. They're going to have to employ different countries in different ways. By the time they've destroyed most of the world around it, the United States will be last because it's a very robust, very strong sort of a nation. Everybody's armed. So they've got to break down the food chain and all that sort of stuff. So you will see what's happening in Australia in the United States around about 2025. That's what they plan to do. 
This is Max Egan, and I suggest that you tune into the other side of the news for information that you may not find at other sources, and it's always good to be up with what's really being said. Good evening, and welcome back to the other side of the news. Tonight's show, Declaration of Freedom, we have Maz Alsi. So I, I wanted to to just reach back real quickly. I don't I don't want to beat this. I mean I'm, I'm getting really like really bored with COVID because at this point if if you haven't figured it out, well I don't know that there's any hope. Uh, but I did want to point out this thing about the average death age that you you mentioned in the earlier segment. In the United States, it's uh, about 78.6 years is the average death age. And in 2020, indeed, the average age of someone who died of quote I always say quote COVID uh, from their statistical data is 78.6. So this idea that we all come to the end of life and die at some point is actually exactly the, the, the statistics that they're, they're trying to manipulate and scare us with. And it's the average death age in this country. So there's, there's no big surprise there. People actually died at that age. So with multiple complications, I just wanted to, to bring that up because, if you look at the data, it's so transparent what they're doing. And, and people really, I mean, maybe this is all a lesson for us to learn how to, you know, really think for ourselves. Hopefully people will start doing that. I don't know. Um, so I did want to talk a little bit about how this all ties into the banksters. Uh, I know that your background is in the financial world. And I think that all of this is inextricably linked to each other as far as the, uh, the the whole the whole uh, platform of COVID is just a method to uh, reduce our freedoms and to push us into their great reset, which would make us not just slaves but totally controlled slaves. And every step of this process that we've been through for the last couple of years has uh, conditioned us to walk in very compliantly, like sheep to the slaughter, to this and. I do see cracks in it. Like I said, I see cracks in, the, in their facade all over the place. But I wanted to talk briefly because I think it's um, critical right now as far as this central banking system and the fiat currency system. Since it's worldwide and we're seeing a lot of, of uh, changes, especially with Russia announcing this week that they are going to be taking Bitcoin. There's other smaller countries like El Salvador. The central banks are putting a lot of pressure and trying to make them back up because they don't want people to see that that whole currency system is uh, working well versus their fiat currency system, which is all smoke and mirrors. There's nothing, there's nothing there except for what they say is there. Just like agreeing to uh, our, you know, quote mandates, which none of us have agreed to, which means none of it applies to you. You use that at every shop I do every single time. So anyway, um, what do you have to, you know, I, I know I've heard you talk, uh, Maz, about this and other interviews. You're very articulate about explaining what the system is and how it works. Could you give a, a little, like, a brief tutorial kind of synopsis of, of how, what we've, what we are been functioning under and what they're trying to push into? Okay, so the, the financial uh, system, the monetary system, you mean, yeah? Yeah. So basically, um, it's a little bit, um, it could be a good idea, you know, that you, you allocate the, the, um, the task of 
creating money and administering the monetary base and the financial flows to someone who's very good at it. And clearly, this is what the banks are supposed to do. So in theory, it could work. In theory, they, they could uh, be very efficient and um, lending money out to people and starting new business. In, the, in theory, that could it could work. But um, the story that they're saying is that, that, that they're only intermediaries and, the, and then the national banks, the central banks are producing the money. That is just not true. And this is what, what they are very, very happy to allow people to believe. And the, the fact of the matter is that no, the, the, our national banks, first of all, they're not national <laughs> banks, they're central banks, and they're only producing coins and notes. The digital money is produced by the banks. And that means that the banks decide who can borrow money, who can start a business, who can buy up all the houses. At the moment, it's BlackRock that is buying up all the real estate of uh, the three main cities in Denmark. And they've done this uh, basically from just after the, the financial crisis in 08. They started in around 2010-11. They started buying up the big three uh, cities in here in Denmark. And they have insider knowledge because they know who's printing the money, who is, um, who is creating the money. They, 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 they knew 10 years ago that, that they were going to issue a lot of money. And when you issue money, there's a very important formula. Money multiplied by the um, the the velocity of how how much how, so basically how much how many times uh, is this money being used? And that if you multiply that m and v, you get growth and inflation. And if you if you know, for example, if you work for BlackRock and you know that the Federal Reserve and all the other uh, privately owned, privately controlled central banks and private private banks are going to, for example, double the monetary base, then you know that there's no way that the G, the growth, that there's no way that normal people can work twice as much. So the I, the inflation, will have to go up. And that means that they know, they have insider knowledge that house prices and equity prices, will, they will go up. So it's very easy to go in and... Um, and buy up, for example, the real estate here in Denmark. And that's what they've been doing. So they came out and then they said, oh yeah, because there was this crisis in Denmark, uh, in the world in the 2008 uh, financial crisis, therefore now we have to be more prudent. So ordinary citizens can only borrow three to four times their annual salary. Meanwhile, BlackRock is buying up everything left, right and center. So that means that's basically crowding out the Danes from their own real estate market. So, so the, all this massive wealth generation in Denmark from the doubling up of the value of our house prices have gone to BlackRock. It's a good job you can get it, right? Yeah. But they, what we could have done is we could say, no, BlackRock, we could have flipped them the middle finger and said, no, you are not getting, uh, being allowed to buy up here in Denmark, but we will allow all Danes to... Uh, borrow 10 times their annual salary, for example. That may, would have meant that the Danes would have bought an extra house. The Danes would now have been very wealthy and would have had um, a, 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 a be independently wealthy, some of them. And then we would have had more freedom fighters because, you know, 
when you have a bit of money, you have you you are more able to 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 look after yourself and uh, and and. But if you if you can't make make both ends meet and you need to to have a job and then then you know you go ahead and you get vaccinated because you're afraid of of losing your job. You can't pay your mortgage and so on. So it's 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 part of the control is this wealth transfer from normal people, the average person, to big, large multinational corporations. This is by design. It's all insider trading. It's a mafia. They are thieves, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and they use, I mean, they, they totally manipulate it. Like what we have going on over here, for example, we have this, you know, insane Mr. Poopy Pants up in the, the faux house. And, um, you know, they're, he's giving the go-ahead uh, to just print more money, print more money, which they don't actually print, okay, but, you know, create more money, I should say, that's a more accurate term, which means yeah. every dollar that an American holds is losing value by the minute. Now, Timothy's even worse situation because he's in Turkey, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Timothy, but I think you said it was 36% increase in December. Of, You're uh, way in, out of date now. Oh, but, but I mean, it was like 48. Um, 48.5% in January, yes. Yes. Okay. So it's 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 clearly out of control. It's hyperinflation and it's increasing. Not quite technically, but it's getting there. Uh, uh, it's superinflation or mega inflation. Let's go there for a minute. Okay. Forty yeah. percent okay. inflation in one month in Turkey. No, yes. it went in December to January. It went up from thirty-six to forty-eight and a half percent. Yes. So that's the annual inflation is forty-eight percent. Yes, it is annual inflation at the end of January was forty-eight and a half percent. Yes. Wow. So at the moment, it's going up more than 10% a month. Wow. So life is is changing. Life is changing pretty quickly. Um, And I think that, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to weigh in on your conversation, but I think that it's one of the comments that you both were making earlier, where, Mads, you're right, when people have more assets, they have more confidence and perhaps could be better freedom fighters. But on the other hand, they also have more to lose. Whereas we look at, for example, the truckers in Canada, when they arrive at a point where literally they have to go all in because their career is otherwise stopped. Otherwise, you know, they have to accept the the, the, the lethal, in, I say the lethal injection, but the, the poisoned injection, or they need to stop at their work. Well, this is now what they've done. So the, the knife is sharp on both sides, I think. Yeah, I agree. I think so too, and I think it's it's um, you know when you uh, traditionally throughout history, if you look at all the revolutions, it's basically you know when the people can't eat, they rise up against the people that are causing the problem, and I think we're very much on the edge of that because you're getting to the point. I mean, if if you've got that much inflation, how are you to eat? You know, in the United States, most of us have been living so close to the edge of of uh, you know, we're, we're surviving, but we certainly aren't thriving. And there's no, there's no slop for this inflation that's happening over here. Uh, and so we have this, this problem, but I mean, this is, I believe, you know, if you look at the, um, the economic situation and you, you basically see that the, the, you know, the fiat currency has a lifespan of 45 to 50 years. And in the United States right now, we're staring at 49 years. And uh, when we came off, uh, we went to the petrol dollar in 1973. And so now this system is collapsing. The, the hand grenade pin's been pulled. 
and I, you know, from reading everything I have about all of the uh, the baddies' plans, you know, they had they had all these things planned to cover up this controlled demolition of the monetary system. Now we have the curtain pulled back because we aren't in a world war. That was the edict. You know, we were supposed to have our our Second Amendment rights removed. That was uh, one of the two main edicts for uh, Obama. And then Hitlery was to come in and have a World War III. We know this from their own writings. So now we don't have that. The, the pandemic is falling flat. They didn't get their full vaccination. Um, maybe they knew they would. Maybe they knew they wouldn't. I think that they actually thought they could do better than they're doing. I, don't, I think that they thought we were much more submissive than we are. Um, but whatever, that's just a theory. But the bottom line is now all of this is exposed and the people are, are given a choice at this point. Do we have a system of substance? Well, yes, you could invest, you could invest in silver and gold. Um, and yes, there's another system that's, that's brewing up underneath, which is this decentralized digital currency, which is incredibly important for people to get, but it's, there's a centralized version, which would be the one issued from the central banks, or there's the decentralized, which is what we're seeing happen. And there's these countries that are they're saying, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give people the choice. And I was explaining last night to Cynthia that, you know, we have this situation where if you put a hundred dollars in a bank right now, you get maybe if you're really lucky and you have a large enough account, you get one percent interest. Not not at a hundred dollars. That's not a big enough account for sure. <laughs> but uh, at the end of the month. You know that that uh, piece of cash is worth about ninety-two dollars in one month, and now you know is well, you take it and you put it over in Bitcoin or something, and it's 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 increasing, and it has it's stabilized. So I you know we're looking at a situation where, you know the people the people have are starting to have the choice, and uh, that that destabilizes the central bank. By the way, I don't know in in, in Denmark um, in. I'm sure you can fill me in. You're the international banker. I'm tied in their national banker here, guys. Um, the central bank is absolutely unconstitutional in this country. They can, they are not to create money. We are not to give our money creation to a private corporation. Are, are, do you have that situation in Denmark? Yeah, it's, it says in our constitution that the king is creating the money, and that no, nowhere does it say it should be uh, privately owned banks that should be doing it. So you are right. It is even in Denmark, it is anti-constitutional. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it is in most countries. Um, and so this idea again is, uh, like, Oh, you, you can't use a crypto. Well, who says, I mean, I have to wear a mask. I can't use crypto. I have to sign this. Well, who says, I think that the thing that people need to do is start to like wake up and go, I don't have to agree to this. There was nothing here that, where where am I agreeing to this? You know, I mean, get get, get less agreeable. <laughs> like the Canadians, the Canadians are so funny because they're so agreeable, right? They're so agreeable to everything. I I lived up there for two years. They're very nice people, but I I always say, you know, like you you push an iceberg. I can be very very nice, um, but you don't want to get me on the wrong side because mm. what happens is very very nice people they'll hold the hold the hold the hold and then they'll rip your head off, and I yeah. think that's what we're seeing, right? So. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. So how do you see this financial thing? Like what, what's your view on, on what's going on? I mean, I, do you feel it's a controlled demolition? Do you feel there's a plan? Where, where, well, where I mean, I mean uh, most importantly is that it's a mafia 
all prices are controlled. Bitcoin is controlled, the gold price is controlled, the, the amount of money that is in circulation is controlled, the prices of, of everything is controlled. It's, it is just as if we lived in the Soviet Union. There's no difference. There's not such a thing as a free market. Everything is controlled. And, um, and even this, yes, they do make money on selling uh, 7 billion vaccines. Of course they do. But they spent that very, very generously to pay off all the collaborators and the traders. It's not about money. This is about control. And also, it's a spiritual war. Um, I've been trying for, for six years to talk about money creation and how that is a problem, that it is uh, privatized and it's um, not very uh, democratic, that you know, foreign multinational corporations are deciding the money creation in, in Denmark. I don't think that's very, very democratic. Pretty much to sum it up, people don't care. The people who understand it, they're busy trying to exploit it to their own, own needs. Uh, and the people who don't understand it are busy being exploited. So I, 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 so it, 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 it is what it is, but um, eventually, you know, it, when enough people realize that this is not good and, and that they, they insist on, on changing it, and it can happen, as I said, 1943, December, no freedom fighters, six months later, 1944 summer general strike. It can ha and like with this, we saw with the Canadian truckers, it can happen very very fast. And uh, that's why I'm, I keep talking about these things. I'm, I'm explaining, for example, when you when you uh, when you go down to a bank and say, I would like to borrow, for example, say two hundred thousand dollars to buy a house. They then come with a piece of paper. They write. Here's $200,000, you sign there, and with that piece of paper, they now issue $200,000 they never had to begin with. They do it in your name. Mm -hmm. And then, then what happens is, then as long as you pay the mortgage, everything's fine. Now, the thing is, these people, if there's a crisis and you can't pay, they take your house. So let's rewind. When you, the whole thing started, you went down to the bank, you put, took a piece of paper, they took a piece of paper, they created money they didn't have in the first place, out of thin air, and then now, now, move, now play the tape forward again. Now the market has crashed, and they end up with your house. Oops. This is, this, can you see the... Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is very smart if you are a bank. That means that, that the banks are incentivized to create booms to get the house prices going up, everybody's buying the house, and then suckering them in, and then crashing the market like they did in 1929, and they did in 2008, and many, many other times. And then they can get all the real assets. This is what it's all about. The whole banking system is about creating booms and busts so that then they can take the real assets. They write out uh, you know, paper, paper money that they don't have. They just write it out. And then they, they end up in the, in the, in the, in the bust uh, period when the market ha, ha, markets have, 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 has crashed, they end up with the real assets. This is what it's all about. It's about transferring the wealth from uh, the people to the, the few owners of the money printing press. This is what it's all about. And I'm trying to explain it in different ways over a number of years. And, and I hope more and more, when, when more and more, when enough people get this, um, this, this is definitely some, one of the things we need. So we need the tribunal. We need the people who are behind this pandemic. They have to go to jail. 
I'm even offering like uh, suggesting a, a truth and reconciliation about it, but there has to be there has to be a, a, there, there has to be they have to be convicted of something. It could be a small small sentence, I don't mind, but it has there has to be a conviction. And then the second thing is definitely the money creation has to be democratic, and it has to be the control should be with the people, just like cash, just like you control cash. The money system should be something that the people control. These, these are two very, very important things. And um, if we don't get that, then we are just getting deeper and deeper into a dictatorship. So we, we, we are pretty much fighting with the back against the, the, the wall. So, Mass, you brought up the uh, truth and conciliation. And your first link that I'm putting up is a, a rumble show says Denmark has lifted all corona restrictions and in here you have this declaration and link after link after link after link of information and I'd like for you to uh, share with us how how we can use this tool how the everyday person can use this tool to make changes where we are so this is also what we started our, 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 the, the show on. We talked about how do we, you know, uh, get people active and what do we, what do we do? And we had, we had uh, over the in the autumn we had an "I Told You So" campaign where basically we we made some fun uh, flyers where we 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 said two weeks to flatten the curve became uh, two vaccines booster and Corona passport. Uh, I told you so, JFK 21, you know, I mean, these kind of things. So in your face, I mean, just truth bombs, we have to be, be stronger. Um, one of the ways to get people out of this, uh, this uh, hypnosis that they are in is basically where we have to move, move in pairs, at least two or three people. And if we are throwing truth bombs uh, uh, around together, then these the hypnotized people are, um, are listening and they are, oh my goodness, is it really like that? And we have to be more confident. We have to be stronger. We have to show strength. And uh, it's not nice because um, there's there's a lot of escapism going on, particularly in the freedom movement. And, 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 and that's because a lot of people want this, whatever it gives them a warm, fuzzy feeling. I vote with, with my, my feelings. I just will go with my feelings. So the escapism, it's so beautiful, you know, uh, you know, just create a new system. Yeah, it feels good. No, you shouldn't. You should fight for the, the Constitution. You should fight for the human rights. Oh, and Trump will come and, and save us. Oh, porn. No, he will not save us. They, 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 they did the same in, world, uh, in the Russian Revolution. They, they, they bought up the, 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 the banksters who financed Lenin, bought up the Russian newspapers and wrote, the White Army is coming with a huge army and sorting it all out so you don't have to... Yeah to rise. And so this was uh, uh, hope porn Trump uh, 1.0, and this is Trump 2.0, right? The white army is coming. No, there's no coming. And then you just have to be a living man, you know, and, uh, and, 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 and just uh, use common law and all that stuff. And, and then you have all ordinary citizens who've never been interested in law. All of a sudden, they're studying the Sister Key Act from 1666, and they know they all of a sudden they're legal experts, and they believe that this mafia who's stealing and robbing them and injecting their children will will pay any attention to any legal document you are flipping them in their face. There's no way. And then you have all the new age. You just you should just think positive, sit in a in a in a circle and pray and. And it's not, it's not working. What we have to do is we have to do what is 
not giving us a fuzzy warm feeling in the stomach. We have to do what, what, what fills us with, with, with a little bit of fear because it is very scary that the people in power and the, and the people with the, with the most money in the world are literally trying to kill us or certainly control us. They are definitely injecting us with, with various kinds of poison. So this is, uh, this is what we have to do. We have to get out of the WHO. The, the privately owned corporations should not have any say or, or, or privately owned organizations like the NGOs, like the World Economic Forum, World, World Health Organization. They should have no saying over our lives whatsoever. Um, we should need to protect the constitution. We should maintain human rights. We should not have a one world currency or one world government. We should decentralize, we should um, empower people over the government. Um, we should have the, a real Antifa, a real anti-fascist movement. A real anti-fascist movement is, uh, people have to understand what fascism is. Fascism is corporate, corporatism. Fascism is when strong government work together, hand in hand, with the largest corporations in the world. That's exactly what's going on right now. Yeah, the, corporate fascism. It is corporate fascism. And then these bastards, they are then paying this Antifa group and pretending that they are anti-fascist. It's, it's, it's in your face. It's just, I mean, it's so, so crazy. So, so I, I mean, uh, we, we, I hope more people in the freedom movement will, will realize this, that please stop with all this escapism, you know, come on, you know, to stand your ground and, 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 and do civil disobedience. They do like the Canadian truckers, say no. When they come and take your, your petrol, then you are, all of you, all of you walk around with a petrol can. That is beautiful. That is civil disobedience. That will work. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does take courage. And I see in this document that you've posted all this information. And there's, there needs to be a connection between the information and courage. Every voice that stands up is a voice that multiplies. Like you and Annetta and Timothy, I too have been in shops where we speak our mind. And it's interesting to see the different reactions. Some are like ready to jump on board and some are like, oh, no, no, no. But we have to be courageous. We have to reach down into our gut and pull it up. Because this is this is not going to go away with with wishful thinking. We no. are actually, as you say, in a spiritual war, and I deeply appreciate this conglomeration of information that's on this uh, Rumble site in your first link. And I'm thinking of all the information that's coming out from everywhere. And uh, I hear that the Nuremberg 2.0 trials are going forward. So anything that any one of us can do to disseminate this information will embolden and, and encourage our fellow human to take a stand. And, uh, you know, I see that the young people don't really understand what they, they stand to lose. They, they don't get it. No. They don't remember World War Two, and so, frankly, I guess it's the seniors here who have to step up and remind them. I agree. Mm-hmm. 
And I want to thank you for being a courageous voice, a lion in the wilderness, if you will, and Mm. speaking up because uh, it's just uh, so heartening to see the results of your action when you say you're just a small group of people and you've managed to accomplish such a great task. And I also want to point out, underline, that we can't stop there because they're planning their second attack, if you will. So we must continue. We must go forward and continue, continue, keep going, keep going. Yeah. Un- unfortunately, I think there are the next few chapters uh, are already laid out. I don't wish to paint a, a sort of a, a negative picture, but these things are on the horizon. And I think that we should pos- use knowledge is power and when we have knowledge we we have a way to create alternatives and uh, solutions but i mean for for sure inflation is up everywhere national debt is up everywhere we've been creating money for the last couple of years out of nowhere Uh, but inflation is up all over um some countries more than others whether if you're 48 and a half percent like in turkey or if you're seven and a half percent somewhere else it's still up uh fuel prices regardless of the inflation rate, seem to have doubled everywhere. Now, that's interesting, isn't it? Some, somehow in lockstep, the fuel prices seem to be doubling. Um, so especially in Northern Hemisphere in a cold time of the year, but then we have uh, food shortages and that we've been seeing those sort of alignments coming into place for, for the last year, actually. Um, we had the Ice Age farmer come on last year and, and he was one of the early indicators for that. But there are certain shortages, which again, aligns to increase in price because certain imported goods are costing a lot more than they ever used to be. And then, of course, the other thing hanging around the corner is the uh, cyber blackout. But I guess that's something which may or may not happen. But I think that will probably happen in conjunction with the, uh, if you want to rejoin the system, then you have to sign up the, uh, the digital passport. And in order to get that, you need to have fulfill this, this, and this condition. So I think that all of these things, unfortunately, are on the horizon. And they're just things that we're going to have to navigate around and create our own uh, goal state, which is the way we want it to be. I hate to say it, but we are at the end of the runway. Mass, is there anything else you'd like to offer our listeners before we end the show? No, I just want to say thanks for this chance to to talk with you guys, and I also want to thank you for being brave journalists uh, out there, and let's hope more and more will will follow uh, your example. Many thanks to you. Timothy? Despite the initial unpleasant realization of the truth, you will see there is light at the end of the tunnel. Journalists, writers, politicians, doctors, lawyers, influencers, artists, activists, healers, and innovators who are wide awake and are already making great impact. All they require from you is to unplug from mainstream and social media propaganda, to make your own independent research, to stop acquiescing, and to stand up for what you believe in with respect to others. Remember, you were born with power, and you wake up each day with power. It is entirely up to you how you choose to retain or give it away. You've been listening to another live on the side of the news. This 89th edition is entitled Declarations at Freedom and remains available at www.theothersideofthenews.com. My name is Timothy Saunders, together with Kintia and Annette Driscoll. 
offer special thanks to our return guest, Maz Pavli, our listeners, contributors, and our sound engineer, Keith Morgan. We wish you all a very positive week and look forward to reconnecting with you next Friday. Good night.